This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Monday, January 10th. As the Georgia Bulldogs prepare to take college football's grandest stage once again, there are two overarching themes following them in to Lucas Oil Stadium. Can they finally beat Alabama? And will they finally hoist the national championship trophy for the first time in 41 years? Everyone seems to agree that these two teams, which will meet in the college football playoff championship Monday night, are indeed the two best in the land this year. But Georgia has lost seven in a row to the Crimson Tide. That includes the SEC championship game a month ago in Atlanta and the national championship game in the same place now four years past. That Alabama coach Nick Saban was Kirby Smart's boss for ten years and remains so even after Smart left his employ adds to the Bulldogs' angst. In other news, all but one of the six Metro Atlanta school districts that began classes remotely after winter break will return to -to face-to-face instruction on Monday. Rockdale County Public Schools will continue another week of virtual instruction as Georgia continues to break its single-day record for new COVID-19 cases. But Atlanta Public Schools and districts in Clayton, DeKalb, Forsyth, and Fulton counties will pivot back to in-person instruction after starting the year virtually due to the high coronavirus counts in the area. The Georgia Department of Public Health on Friday reported 26,033 confirmed and probable coronavirus infections, a single-day record. Fulton County Schools, Georgia's fourth-largest school system, recorded 1,160 coronavirus cases from December 31st to Thursday. That's the district's highest count since the start of the 2021-2022 school year. Meanwhile, Greg and Travis McMichael were sentenced Friday to life in prison without the possibility of parole for Ahmaud Arbery's murder, bringing an end to his grief-stricken family's quest for justice that lasted nearly two years. William Roddy Bryan, the McMichael's neighbor who filmed the disturbing cell phone video of Arbery falling dead in the street, was given life in prison with the chance of parole. He will be 82 years old by the time he's eligible for release. Before sentencing the man, Judge Timothy Walmsley called Arbery's killing a tragedy on many, many levels. In reaching his decision, Walmsley said he focused on the terror Arbery must have felt that day. The men contended they were trying to conduct a citizen's arrest because they suspected the 25-year-old of burglarizing a home under construction. And when Remington Arms announced in November its decision to move its global headquarters to West Georgia, bringing 850 jobs, it became the latest in a string of gunmakers relocating to the Peach State. According to data from the National Shooting Sports Foundation, Georgia has quietly become one of the country's top 10 states for gun manufacturing. The state is now home to 74 companies that make hunting rifles, shotguns, pistols, semi-automatic military-style rifles, parts, accessories, and ammunition. And it didn't happen by accident. The state's business recruiters began aggressively courting gunmakers six years ago after noticing a trend. Firearms manufacturers were fleeing the Northeast, where some states have passed more stringent gun laws and relocating to politically friendlier southern locations. In addition to the gun-friendly environment, gun manufacturers that make their home in the South often avoid unionized labor. Remington plans to build its $100 million facility factory in LaGrange, near Columbus, and will move its headquarters from upstate New York. Spoken Layer